0: Welcome to AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the automotive industry. We're going to be doing the show a little bit differently going forward. Uh, The AutoLine crew, they're all at home right now. That's how we're going to be working as we go through this coronavirus. Not only am I the only one in the studio, I'm the only one in the building. So I'm going to be using notes that I printed out here instead of a teleprompter. So cut us a little slack if this doesn't come off as slick as it has in the past and We'll get better at it as we go along. And of course, we're doing things differently because of the coronavirus, which is really starting to have an impact on the automotive industry. All across Europe right now, automakers and suppliers are shutting down operations. But in the U.S., automakers are keeping their plants open, but they're making changes to deal with the coronavirus. For one thing, they're rotating shutdowns of different plants to thoroughly clean those facilities and equipment. They're also extending the time between shifts so that people don't walk past each other as much as they would have before, and they're rotating shifts to minimize risks. You might wonder, why are they even keeping their plants open? Well, there's two things going on here. Sales are undoubtedly going to take a nosedive, but the automakers are trying to avoid a big financial disaster. And besides, while retail sales are going to fall and fall fast, Fleet sales are not going to take as big a hit, and automakers want to be able to deliver those vehicles. Meanwhile, over in China, BYD, the automaker there, began producing face masks and bottles of disinfectant at one of its plants. Get this, it's now the biggest mass producer of face masks in the world. When it's running at full capacity, they'll be able to produce Five million masks and 300,000 bottles of disinfectants every day. That's a pretty good idea. And maybe it's something that automakers in other places of the world need to start looking into. But here's another thing that's going on. Is the coronavirus going to force automakers in China to start exporting more cars from there? LMC Automotive points out that China already had a lot of overcapacity before the coronavirus hit. Uh, It points out, too, that Kia right now has 730,000 vehicles of overcapacity in production capability. And to deal with that, it boosted its exports from China by 50,000 units last year. In 2016, non Chinese automakers accounted for 19% of all exports out of China. By 2018, that rose to 30%. Last year, it hit 38%. And by 2025, LMC expects China to be a major export hub of automobiles, but that could force other countries to start putting up trade barriers. Porsche has developed a very unique application for 3D printing. It's printing out the center section of bucket seats using a 3D printed polyurethane material. It's bonded to a base support pad and covered in an outer skin, but part of the printed material is exposed to add a design element. Porsche says that this seat has lower weight, improved comfort, and better ventilation. It's going to make 40 prototypes of these seats for 9-11 Cayman and Boxster customers for them to test out at racetracks and provide feedback to Porsche to help it develop a street-legal version. There are three different levels of firmness that you can get and different colors, and it's going to be available in the middle of next year. As we all know, Autonomous vehicles need to operate with high-definition maps, so Toyota's coming up with a way to make it a whole lot easier to generate those maps. It's using data and sensors from cameras already equipped on vehicles today, and it's taking that data because it allows them to quickly map any changes in roadways, pick that up quickly, put it into the map system, and beam it out to all other cars. And this, of course, is going to allow them to do updates a whole lot more quickly. Besides, now they don't have to rely on expensive methods of looking through road construction notices from municipalities and states and provinces. And it doesn't have to send out uh, survey vehicles driving around with that spinning doohickey on their roof, trying to drive on every road that they can. Kia just introduced the new Sorrento. It's on an all-new platform, which is 35 millimeters longer. The body is larger and taller, and that gives more passenger room and cargo space. When you pair it with terrain mode, it improves traction on mud, snow, and sand, and Kia says that makes this the most capable Sorento ever. The interior is highlighted by dual digital displays. The driver gets a 12.3-inch cluster, the infotainment screen is 10 and a quarter inches, and there's a first for the Sorrento, It will be offered with optional 20-inch wheels. It also has an optional hybrid powertrain, but Kia didn't release any details on that yet. Sales will start in the third quarter. And one of the things that's going to come out of the Ford Volkswagen deal is that Volkswagen is going to get a new Amarok that's going to be based off a Ford truck platform. It's rumored to be the Ranger, and we think those rumors are pretty solid. Well, here's a design sketch of what VW thinks the truck could look like, and there's no other details, so you let us know. What do you think of the design of this truck? Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires. Your journey, our passion. Last night, Hyundai introduced the new Elantra and the Elantra Hybrid. It's on a new platform with a longer wheelbase. It has a wider stance and lower roofline. It's the second vehicle in Hyundai's lineup to come out with what they're calling sensuous sport design philosophy, which we saw first come out on the new Sonata. Interior features of uh, the new Elantra include an airplane cockpit layout for the driver, a 10 and a quarter inch display cluster, and a 10 and a quarter inch infotainment screen. And for the first time, the Elantra will be offered as a hybrid. It has a 1.6 liter four cylinder engine, a 32 kilowatt electric motor, a lithium ion battery, and a six speed dual clutch transmission. And it should deliver more than 50 miles to the gallon with the EPA rating. There's also a non-hybrid version that gets a two-liter four-cylinder engine with Hyundai's variable transmission, which is kind of similar to a CVT. Production of the new Elantra kicks off at Hyundai's plants in Korea and Alabama this fall, and sales begin in the fourth quarter. You know, electric parking brakes are starting to become very, very common on all kinds of vehicles, but mainly on medium and large ones. And that's why ZF is now bringing out an electronic parking brake for small front-wheel drive cars. And instead of activating the rear brakes, it actually activates on the front brakes. These electronic parking brakes get rid of the need for a handbrake handle and cable that frees up more interior space around the center console and gives designers more freedom. ZF already started production of this in Korea and China, and it's going to start selling it in other markets. And ZF first launched the technology on rear axles in 2001 and it's equipped 75 million vehicles around the globe with this kind of electronic parking brake. Okay, don't forget to tune in to Autoline After Hours tomorrow. We've got a fascinating guy coming on the show, Jeff Trumbull, who's come up with this new kind of technology that will ping workers at workstations and manufacturing plants to tell them exactly what kind of adjustments they have to make on exactly which machine so that the line keeps on running and always produces quality parts. It's going to be a fascinating discussion. So join me and Gary Vasilash for AutoLine After Hours tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. And with that, we wrap up today's show. Thank you for making AutoLine Daily a part of your day.